Just when you think you have it all down, all figured out, you're ready for the next big thing. Something happens and shifts not only the horizon, but the very ground you stand on. It's the part of life that no one likes to talk about. Loss. Robin Lane's world shifted with the loss of her husband, Mark. Suddenly, goals, benchmarks, achievements, and dreams morphed into the new reality of just me, and not we. Robin has constructed a new paradigm of living that includes a path to happiness. Come along for the ride. Learn how to live next to grief without allowing it to reign over you. Get ready for changing lanes. Here's Robin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Changing Lanes. I'm Robin Lane. I'm really happy to be with you today. So since last week, I had an experience that really got me thinking. Actually, I was really thinking about windows, not the windows in your house, but you know all the terms when you hear that when a door closes, a window opens, that kind of window. Well, sort of along that line, but not exactly that either. Um, these are usually called windows of opportunity and you can go out and find definitions for them. It's really out there. Uh, windows of opportunity usually apply to, um, brain development in children that there are certain times when the brain develops and you're looking for this window of time when you can take advantage of that and really get your res- desired result. So windows of opportunity for learning to, for speech development, windows of opportunity for physical development, all sorts of things. And that's when you, this little window gives you your desired outcome. So sometimes you also hear about it in policy making. And right now there's this window of opportunity in entrepreneurship, such as mask makers, right? So there's this great window of opportunity for people who are making masks at home and selling them, or even if companies are changing what they're doing and making masks, because this is a time in which they will make money from making these masks. And that may or may not continue, so there's your window. But that that's not exactly the way I was thinking of windows of opportunity. Um, I had a friend, Mark and I had a friend, uh, for years years and years has been talking to us about windows of opportunity and we were much younger back then and he would say oh you know there's going to be a window in our life when you really need to take advantage of doing all the things you can do because there'll be a time when you won't be able to do those things anymore and I never liked to hear this I never really wanted to have the conversation I would say yeah 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 but you know right now I'm young I can do anything I want. I'm not used to saying that windows are going to close. I was all about saying yes to things and having window after window after window open for me. And that's pretty much what happened. So never really thought about it. I started to think about it a little bit during COVID because we've all had windows closed for us in COVID. I don't need to tell you that, but the window I, I for me was at age 66 and I started to hear what my friend had been saying. And so it was, oh, okay, so this is a year out of my life at age 66 when I'm not going to be able to travel. Some of my hobbies have sort of been closed off for me. Uh, yes, I can find new things to do, but it kind of ticked me off that everything in my life that I wanted to do, there was a great big stop sign in front of it. So, and as you get older, 
um, you do start to say uh, that, okay, each, each six months, each year, where I'm not able to do something is a lost opportunity because I might not be able to go, you know, to, to climb a mountain again uh, in a year from now. I might not be able to physically be able to do those things. So I started to think about it during COVID. And then this last week, I had this experience that really sort of shook me up in a way that was unexpected. So let me backtrack and tell you what happened. Um, I'm a dog lover. I've always been a dog lover. We had this incredible dog, York, a Yorkie named Lucy. We had her for 15 years and, uh, she was like an amazing part of our life. Right. And you know, the story, uh, I wanted a dog. Mark didn't want a dog, uh, goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And finally we get the dog and who does the dog love best? And who's the dog's best friend is Mark, of course. So much so that when Mark got sick, Lucy got sick. And she actually ended up dying two weeks after Mark died. So at that time, I was in my let me find signs everywhere, my dimes on the sidewalk mode of thinking. And I went to a medium who immediately said that she saw a man of small stature with a small dog by his side. And, you know, not for nothing. I wanted to believe it. So it made me feel better. Okay. So I digress a little bit, but so a year ago, my youngest daughter got a dog. She got a Cavachon, really cute, mixed between a King Charles Cavalier and a Bichon. And this dog is absolutely adorable and I love it, love it, love it. So she's brings a lot of chaos, but she also brings a lot of joy to our house. So, and I get to see her a lot. So, okay. The fact that I don't have a dog now sort of was, okay, I have a grand dog, but in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm always thinking, should I get another dog? Do I want another dog? Um, I really miss having a dog in my life. And I've talked about this ad nauseum to, to my friends and family. Um, so she gets this dog and I'm feeling, okay, great. Now I have a dog in my life and I don't have to really worry about whether I get one. So my other daughter has three kids and they don't have a dog. And in the beginning, when they met Sadie, my grand dog, they were nervous. You know, oh, is she going to climb up, jump on me? Is she going to lick me? Is she going to bite me? Her nails are so sharp. They were not living in a house with dogs, and that's what happens. But over the summer, when we did spend a lot of time together in our COVID bubble, they came to love Sadie, which got my daughter and my son-in-law thinking, you know what, it probably really would be a good time to get a dog. Plus, most of their friends were getting COVID dogs. So the whole world was getting a dog. In fact, if you try to go get a dog right now, you, you probably have a good six-month waiting list, um, similar to what happened in the summer with bikes. Um, I don't know if you went out and tried to get a bike this summer, but you really couldn't find one unless you had gotten one really early in the season. You really could not find a bike anywhere because that was the window of opportunity for selling bikes. Okay, so here we are. We have this situation. 
Um, the kids want a dog, but they're not talking about it that much. They're loving Sadie. But my son-in-law and daughter decide, mm, we should do it now. We're home. Let's get on the bandwagon. They go out, They, as they always would do, they do tons of research on everything. And they go out and they find breeder after breeder after breeder. They look and they look, shelters, whatever you want. You, they're looking for dogs. And they find a dog that actually would be available fairly soon. So last week, uh, my grandson, one of my grandsons, and my son-in-law and me decided to take a road trip. We had our hand sanitizers, our masks, everything, food, everything. We weren't going to stop along the way. We did it pandemic style. And we drove four hours each way to meet these dogs that they had found. And they were two sisters. One was this really cute caramel colored puppy. And the other was this big black, little black ball of fur, just absolutely adorable, both of them. And they are Cavapoos. Okay. So we got the King Charles Cavalier and the Poodle. So we saw these dogs. We fell in love with the dogs. We saw the dogs had been well cared for. This was a good place to get the dog from. All green lights. Now, couldn't decide which dog to get because they were sisters and they were actually both. You couldn't, you couldn't decide. So in, in the, this time, um, actually it's so funny because my grandson zoomed his class and they voted on the dog and it was really very cute to see how the whole, the whole gang got involved in picking the dog. They end up saying that they're going to get, come back and get the, caramel colored one. But I, I had a hard time leaving the other one. So we ended up leaving a deposit and saying, possibly I was going to get the other, the sister, the little black one. And I started to think again, oh, I really want a dog. I really, I want a little dog in bed with me at night. It's company. I will really love it. And then the other side of me is saying, you can't get a dog. When COVID is over, you're going to want to travel again. You're going to want to be free. You're not going to want to come home every hour or so, every three hours. The dog is going to be alone. That's not fair to the dog. A dog needs a family, so on and so on and so on. Yet I still thought, oh, I could take the sister. Isn't this a sign? There were two of them. This would be perfect. So we go home. And I'm sort of tormented with this. And I start to think about what my friend said about windows and windows closing and windows of opportunity. And I thought, well, okay, I'm 66. So if I don't get a dog now, am I really going to be able to have my own dog again? And because when you think about it, it's one thing to have a dog as you age and the dog sort of, you have it and it ages with you. It's another thing to start with a puppy um, when you're much older. So, you know, it's just more limiting and more difficult and maybe not fair to the dog. So maybe at that point you should get a cat. So I'm back and forth, back and forth. And now I'm feeling pressured because I'm feeling like this window thing is taking over my brain. And I'm all of a sudden starting to think about opportunities that can be lost rather than opportunities that can be gained. So I sort of get an answer because uh, 
my daughter's has a friend whose whose daughter is best friends with my granddaughter. I know that sounds like a complicated mix, but so they live down the street. The girls play together and they say, if your mother doesn't take the other dog, we will. So now I'm happy. I'm thinking, oh, great. The dog, the little sisters will live down the street from each other. And I know the dog will go to a family. I'm really happy. This is great. So I decided that they should have the dog. They should absolutely have the dog. So that's where I end up. But I'm still now thinking about this window of opportunity. And so I go online, I start reading um, if there are any other viewpoints about this, you know, and windows of opportunity that don't have to do with business or entrepreneurship. So I did find an article um, by this woman named Melissa Dinwiddie, and she's on a site called Tiny Buddha, Simple Wisdom for Complex Lives. And she wrote this article saying, calling it, Finding a Window of Opportunity When Life Closes a Door. So it wasn't the exact parallel because, you know, I'm still not thinking that my windows are closing around me, but I am worried about the idea of them closing. And it really makes me aware of more mortality and upsets me. But anyway, she's this a girl who um, was a Juilliard student and she was pursuing a career in dance. So she suffers this terrible foot injury and there goes her career. And she remembers a doctor saying to her, well, why don't you take up swimming? And she was so angry because it's like telling a woman with fertility issues to take up knitting, right? So years later, her injury heals, not that she can dance professionally, but heals enough where she starts to enjoy salsa until the injury flares up again and she can't dance. So she happens to be going to this in San Francisco to uh, Teatro Zanzani, which I'd never heard of before in San Francisco. It, it's like Cirque du Soleil that includes a five-course five meal. And what she sees there is that uh, she sees that, that there's aerial dancing and she gets inspired. So she enrolls in an aerial arts class and dances and dances in the air. And she's thrilled. And her, what she says is, quote, if you think about it, it's the ultimate dance, dancing with the universe. Whatever tempo or style of music it throws at you, our job is to make the best of it. Say yes and spin around the floor. Unquote. So I say easier said than done. I know I rather have an open window in my life than a closed one. And I am troubled sincerely about this idea of windows closing. And so here I am. I don't know what I'm going to do about a dog. Um, I figure I'll leave a little space in my life right now to get to know my new grand dog and keep that window open. And I'm sort of thinking about the idea that I really do need, need to think before I say no to anything right now in my life. So that was my story about being perplexed about this idea of windows opening and closing in our lives. And I still don't know what to do with the dog. So if you have any suggestions or ideas, I would love to know. Any advice about the dog? Any thoughts about windows opening and closing in your life? I'd love to hear. You can email me at dimesonthesidewalk at gmail.com 
or visit me at robinslane.com or at Facebook at robinslane-author. I am happy to have been here today with you. And until next time, stay well. Bye.